What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talk This Nice with me and Kelsey. And this week has been, once again, surprise, another shit show. Another shit show. Just when I think we just get a little bit of a break, we don't. World's biggest fucking joke is on us. (laughs) (laughs) It is, Um, and it sucks. It's sad. It's like every week I have like this, um, what do you say, feeling of hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I mean I'm not saying that it's gone anywhere I'm just saying it's really hard to hold on to that feeling when things just keep fucking happening I'm I need people it. to stop saying that things can't get any worse because they absolutely the is laughing at us it's yeah. laughing at us they're just like I'm gonna give you a little something now maybe a bigger something next week keep saying it keep pushing my buttons keep keep it up and it shows up every week. We lose every week, so I need people to stop saying it. <laughs> we really do. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to shut up, and nothing surprises me anymore. And this week was especially shitty because our notorious RBG, Miss Ruth Bader Ginsburg, passed away at 87 from pancreatic cancer on September 18th. It's just another loss. It's another L that we didn't need. <laughs> Um, this one cuts deep. She worked very hard for gender equality. I don't know, especially with our democracy being where it's at right now. We just, we didn't need this. And she's tried so hard to hold on. People are trying to get mad at this 87-year-old woman for passing two months before the election. And it makes no sense. No, because she shouldn't, we as an entire country as a whole, we shouldn't rely on this one person to be making sure that our rights and our needs and our desires are fucking safe and they're okay and that we get the chances we get because of what she's done. Yeah, it's very sad that it mostly was on just this one person saving us and this mountain of weight that's on her shoulders because of it. And she says that, my most fervent wish is that I will not be replaced until a new president is installed. And... This morning, we have now found out Mitt Romney has sided with letting SCOTUS make his decision. And so, yeah, it's all downhill from here. They they blocked Obama from doing it during his tenure as president. And now that it's happening in favor of them, it's all just hearsay. (laughs) They said, psych, it's opposite day. Yeah. And so it's, they, they play by their own rules. It's like those kids that on the playground that just like switch around the rules to benefit them. That was like me and my cousin on a road trip once with like Beanie Babies and I had a really cool one. And my mom was like, hey, share, let her have a turn. And what I kept doing was I wouldn't let her touch it. And then every time she'd ask me about it, I would just add on five minutes. And it's the rule I made up that worked for me because when she was playing with it at first and it was my time, I took it. And then when it was my turn to give it back to her, I said, I don't think so. I'm going to keep holding on to this thing. It's like, you can't. Yeah, and I dare you. Ask me again. No. I said no. You know, I'm adding another five minutes. Like, I didn't know time. Like, and we're fucking children. And these are like adults. And these are real world problems. Mm. F you, Mitt Romney, for even giving people false hope that you were trying to be on the right side of history. And I quote, I intend to follow the Constitution and precedent in considering the president's nominee. If the nominee reaches the Senate floor, I intend to vote based upon their qualifications. This is some scandal shit because he said the opposite of that 
the day after RBG passed. And I'm just like, what do they have on him? Are they threatening his family? Like something's going on. Because it hasn't even been a week since he made that first (laughs) statement. She was the first Supreme Court justice to officiate a same-sex marriage ceremony. Um, She was a co-founder of Women's Rights Project at the ACLU. She's the reason why we have a right to sign a mortgage without a man. The reason why we can have a bank account without a male co-signer. The right to have a job without being discriminated against based on gender. And the right for women to be pregnant or have kids and work. To be 87 and still fighting after doing so for a majority of her life um, is incredible. But like, I personally think like she just she just worked so hard and loved what she was doing and loved that she was getting noticed by a younger generation. I think it was like the idea that hopefully she could rest soon. These younger generations have, you know, they've seen her face everywhere now. She's memorabilia. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, She's made so it to like, SNL. So she could, like, rest and, like, look at her legacy and know that we can rally together and support one another. And hopefully we come through. Yeah, and actually take a stand on your life because your life depends on it. Like, it, I can't even imagine what type of world we'd be living in now had all of these things that she worked so hard to make available for us. I don't, who even fucking knows? We really have to fight in the upcoming weeks, yeah. like with these lecherous people attempting to fill her seat. But yeah, I just feel like it's all very Hydra from the MCU world. You know, I don't watch Superhero. Marvel. Um, so there's this company called Shield that is set to like protect everybody. And then in one of the movies, we find out that Hydra, which is like the opposition of that has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. for, like, decades and nobody knew. So they, like, whisper, Hydra, in each other's ears <laughs> to let each other know, like, oh, no. don't worry, I'm with you and we're going to fuck this shit up. That's what I feel like this presidential <laughs> reign has been. It's just Hydra taking over <laughs> democracy. I mean, it's very fucking evident with, like, mailboxes being taken out of, like, NYC and no fucking thank you, sir. <laughs> Get Just out. say Hail Hydra on television so we know who we're dealing with. <laughs> I don't like the secrecy. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but you know what? We have to stay positive. I know we're tired. We're so tired, but... My third eye is tired, but yes, I will continue <laughs> the fight. <laughs> we'll continue the good, hard fight. We owe her and Miss Sandra Day O'Connor, who was the first. We owe these women so much, and I don't know what type of world we'd be living in had it not been for them. I don't even know how she faced so much adversity and was like, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> like, if that was me, if somebody, like, I was reading that um, she was demoted when she was first became pregnant with her first yeah. child and mm-hmm. that she was paid less because she was married to a man who had a job. So they're like, why do you need all that money? I'm sorry. If yeah. somebody said that to me, I'd be like, I give up. <laughs> yeah. This fight is too much. Yeah. Also in the news this week, Miss Ellen DeGeneres felt the need to continue on with her show. She started her show with a seven-minute monologue, barely addressing anything that's happened in the past six months, seven yeah, months. Yeah, saying that her summer was great said she had a great summer and that she is sad to hear about everything that happened 
and that she's just a work in progress and that she's working on patience, but why does it Mm -hmm. take so long? And I'm like, can you for a fucking second just try to be a human? And And honestly, that monologue just went to show everybody that she truly doesn't care what she did she meant what she said (laughs) she said what she meant don't ask her no questions she's not taking any accountability i just feel like she i don't think she's not taking any accountability i just feel like she joked about it a little too much for something that was more serious than she's like leading on to be on television like, I don't care how many celebrities have your back. Your celebrities aren't the people who work for you. They're not on your payroll. Yeah, like, I, they they don't know the ins and outs. They don't know what it's like to work for you. Team and all of that. And you're literally known for saying, be kind. So you didn't pay attention at all to how your workers were being treated, how they were feeling at work, toxicity in any way. Did you just, like, go in, say what you have to say on camera, and then go out? You know what I mean? So like now, apparently there's going to be like this whole restructuring. Where were you in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, Ellen. The show is called Ellen. Like Steve Harvey fucking coming on saying, oh, she's a great person. Kevin Hart, oh, she's a great. No one cares about your friendship right now. Like you are not under their payroll. You don't know how people are treated at their job. You come in, do your guest spot, and then you leave. And that's literally like the only interactions you have. And you, I'm sure they're not looking at the staff like, oh, are they happy? Like, no, you're just coming to do your job and promote your shit and leaving. I don't know. I've honestly never been a fucking Ellen Truther. I'll tell you that. I never liked her show. Oh, I'm not going to pretend like I didn't like Ellen. I I liked Ellen. I always felt she was annoying. I always felt that she was hiding something. (laughs) I was (laughs) I remember me and my mom, she reminded me, and then I went back and watched, but we were watching once in like 2007, where she goes on the show and she's just automatically crying. Like she comes out like crying and she's like, you know, sometimes you have a bad day. And they said, hey, Ellen, how do you do it? And she goes, well, sometimes you can't. And like, here I am now crying. And it was all about how she adopted this dog from this rescue organization and they were trying to get the dog acclimated with her other pets didn't work out so what she ended up doing was giving the dog to her hairdresser but when she got the dog she said she signed a piece of paper and said um that if anything were to happen with the dog she would give it back like most organizations do it's not a crazy thing to say like if this didn't work out please give us it back we're gonna find it a new home like this dog can't work for everybody so what she did was not read that or she did and she didn't care gave it to the dog to her hairdresser the company found out they went and took the dog back and then she went live on the air like con- like condemning them for doing so and she was like just give the dog back to their family it was it's so awkward the white women tears were out of fucking control and I did not know that. yeah you have to watch it's crazy and it's like ellen you're not above the fucking law honey you did something wrong. You did something that you told them that you wouldn't do and you did it anyway, so. Yeah, I remember when Mariah Carey went on and, you know, there was a whole pregnancy story, like nobody knew whether it was true or not. And Ellen was like trying to pressure into drinking champagne. Yeah, she's a dick. Yeah, Mariah Carey said she felt very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, I would be too if I was pregnant 
and my friend knew I was pregnant and she was trying to out me on live television. Yeah, I doubt they were friends, but yes, very true. <laughs> I just don't believe that you wouldn't know anything that's going on. I just feel like this is all a bit morning show for me. <laughs> a bit too on the nose. It's like being known as the be kind lady is a tricky position to be in. So let me give you some advice out there. If anybody's thinking about changing their title or giving yourself a nickname, do not go with the be kind lady. Don't do it. The truth is I'm a person that you see on TV. You took on, you put on that be kind hat yourself. Mm -hmm. Over and over and over and over again. And over. And then five more times. And then for however long she's been doing this fucking show. She's always been to the fifth power. Did you also see that she promoted DJ Twitch? They asked him about like, you know, toxic culture or, you know, racism. And DJ Twitch had her back real quick. So I'm not surprised. She's trying to get that bag. <laughs> He's got a family. I, mean, can, I can't, can I be really mad at it? I don't know. Didn't he just have another one too? Just had another one. He's just trying to do, I mean, honestly... I think it's a position that a lot of people would not know what to do and they would take the money and yes, sir, her to death. I did not know he got promoted. That's actually, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. During the monologue, she goes over to him and she goes, and we have some other news. Drum roll, please. And then the drum roll goes on for like ever. And it's like really awkward. She goes, DJ Twitch, you're not a DJ anymore. You're co-executive producer. Howie! Like, and he's just But is he still DJing the show? No, he's not. But he's going to sit... So he's not even going to be on TV anymore? He's going to sit where he's been sitting, like, off to the side. So I guess they can For what? Black commentary? Yeah. Exhausting. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, that's on him. If you want to... If you want to play that role... Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> Next on the agenda, we have Lori Laughlin, who it has now been decided that she gets to pick where she wants to spend her fucking jail time. I'm so annoyed with her. It's such a joke. <laughs> this is actually a joke. It's actually a joke. And like LeBron said it best. He said, I'm laughing because sometimes you just have to, to stop from crying don't make no damn sense to me. We want the same treatment if committed to the same crime. I mean, I don't want to laugh it off because it's like all those other stories that they were doing when this all first came out. Um, like the Tanya McDowell story, how she was homeless and she was using her babysitter's address to give her kids a better education. She got 12 years and five years probation while this one's bribing for her kids to get into college. Her ungrateful kid, by the way, who literally like, blasted her and like practically disowned her mom when they all got caught with this fucking situation. I'm moving out of this shit house. And now Um, Gilbert Arenas, everyone's saying like, oh, this is this is about, you know, white privilege and Gilbert Arenas actually this is just famous privilege because when he had when he had gotten into trouble, he got to pick where he did his three days jail time. He picked a halfway house. And his 400 hours of community service turned into 30 minutes of community service. So he's like, oh, I'm not going to be a hypocrite, yada, yada, yada. You can also acknowledge that it's both. Yeah. Especially for a black male sports player. Like, 
stop it. Like, don't act like it's not, a, a, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Yes, you got whatever favor that the judge did for you, fine, whatever, but don't pretend like this isn't very much a white privilege thing. Her new jail has Pilates and oh, painting bitch. and yes. yoga and crocheting. That is a wellness center. I'm sorry. Also, please don't leave out beading um, or gami. Mm. Love that. So, ancient art of nobody's ever fucking been like, let me learn origami, like in the United States. Uh, guitar I mean, theory. I, I used to want to know how to do origami. I mean, yeah, when you were like a kid and you'd get those little books from like True. Barnes and Noble. Um, I was a child, everyone. I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guitar theory, fucking songwriting. I'm like, you got to give me a fucking break, Lori. It's also just they made it seem like we're laying the law on this. She's going to get the full extent of the law. Cause I know Fel- it was a Felicity Hoffman. Yeah. She, who was and- with them. she pleaded guilty. She did her time wherever she did her time. They didn't really go in depth to that, but Lori, she, she pleaded not guilty. Went through yeah. this whole string of thing. They made her seem like they were going to make her an example. And now she gets two months and a hundred hours of community service at a wellness center. Uh, yeah, a wellness center of her choice. And that's the, you know, Felicity Hoffman is not clean in this at all because she also, you know, did the crime. But I mean, she acknowledged what she did was fucked up. She acknowledged that the system is different because of her privilege. And she fucking, and she only, and she, you know what? She did the two weeks and where has she been? Who knows? She's been fucking quiet. She faded into the darkness. Did her two weeks. I can't even do it. Did her two fucking weeks. And Tanya McDowell was charged with allegedly stealing over $15,000 worth of free education. And that's the same price that Felicity Hoffman paid for the SAT proctor to change her daughter's Mm -hmm. test scores. Which, I mean, was that even an option for me? My SAT scores were shit. I can't relate. I took that three (laughs) times. I I sat through that madness three times for what? A terrible score. I don't even remember it. And more of this week is never going to get better. Jerry Harris from Cheer was arrested last week and charged with producing child pornography and will now remain in custody. Um, He admitted to exchanging sexually explicit photos on Snapchat with at least... 10 to 15 people he knew were minors. He had sex with a 15-year-old at a cheering competition in 2019. And he paid a 17-year-old to send him naked photos. Yeah, this is not cool at all. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Can you even believe that cheer premiered back in January of this year? I can't believe it was just (laughs) Wasn't he on the red carpet at the Oscars? Oscars or yes. yeah. Ellen, Ellen sent him to the Oscars. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, Jerry, you did the fucking crime. And it, yeah, it sucks. Like, it's unfortunate. It's, you're taking advantage of kids who look up to you and who appreciated you being, you know, on the mat. Like, I used to be a cheerleader. Same. Um, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you, how long did you cheer for? 
um, it was like through middle school and I was going to do it in high school, but I was like, no, they were a lot more advanced than I was. I was captain in middle school though. So (laughs) I was like Degrassi, what's good? I think I mentioned Degrassi in every episode (laughs) of this podcast. It's going to be the Easter egg for the podcasters (laughs) if they can pick up. How many times does this bitch Mika say Degrassi? (laughs) Yeah. Back in my cheer days, I used to love, hate going to competitions but it was just like this fucking energy that you felt and you saw it on cheer, the cheer documentary. Like I immediately was taken back. I wasn't on like a cheer team. Mm. I just cheered for like my town. So I wasn't as, you know, advanced as what we saw on TV, but yeah, I felt like this sense of, Oh my God, I remember all of this and these feelings. And yeah, you had that one person in your team who just rode for you and rode for everybody so hard and really Mm -hmm. was like, fucking stick it let's go don't get off the mat like everyone had a jury on their team yeah I loved cheering I remember when I watched the documentary I was just like this is it this like for a really long time that was what I wanted to do I felt like if I didn't move to the suburbs that I probably would have stayed with cheerleading and not have kept on with like basketball and softball because I was just like I felt like that bitch when I had that outfit on. Hell yeah. They did the whole like Vaseline on your teeth. You better have all of that. I want to feel your slaps from me sitting in the audience 500 feet away. I better feel how much pain your thighs are in from how hard you're slapping down. Yeah. And when I say I love cheerleading and then uh, we got (laughs) me and my best friend at the time, we got kicked off the team because we they were making us do that one day like slapping our legs until like our blood vessels popped and they just kept making us do it over and over and over again and then my friend was like stop doing it like we'll just kind of fake it and we were like out of practice it was like 7 30 at night at school the next day like it was all very ridiculous and our parents came and they fought with the coaches because we were like the minority girls and the coaches got in our parents' faces and they were like, your daughters are off the squad. You're off the squad. And me and my friend were just like crying because we were like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I just didn't want to do this fucking thing Oh, they didn't even anymore. tell you? Did they just tell your parents? I don't know where. No, we heard them yelling, screaming at our parents. Yeah, but like the coaches didn't say, why aren't you guys doing it? She just told your parents, they're off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's Long Island for you. And then we went, then they had a competition and we couldn't go and then they lost. We always used to win first place. And then they said, oh, hey, remember that thing that happened? Don't even worry about it. Just come on back. Just come on back and forget we even kicked you guys off. So we just like finished out the season and, and then. Oh, I would have made them fucking suffer, but I'm also petty. So I was petty from young. Yeah, I just. I'm like, I'm psych. I was you just. Lost <laughs> you didn't have any flavor on your team. <laughs> didn't have the world's best back spot on your team because I was the <laughs> tallest one. Oh, yeah, so you're back. Of course. <laughs> I was tall and, like, weighed a normal amount. So they said, mm, you're going to be a back spot. Oh, I was always so sad that I wasn't a flyer. I'm like, bitch, you can't be a flyer. You love McDonald's. Like, <laughs> you are never going to be a flyer. Yeah, I don't – I never gave off flyer, like, energy. Mm-hmm. But I desperately wanted to be one so bad. So now, with all this going on, production of child pornography carries a minimum sentence of 15 years. As it fucking should. 
and a max of 30. So, I mean, I, I don't know if he's pled guilty or anything yet. I, I can't remember seeing that, but we ain't seen Jerry for a minute. No. And I read that they're still searching for like a suitable residence for him and a third party custodian. Because if you remember on the show, he didn't have family. Mm-hmm. He was living yeah. with that other family. That woman just kind of adopted him. Yeah. And now he has nowhere to go. Yeah. And now he has nowhere to go. And this is also coming off of, I don't know if you saw on the news a couple of weeks ago with Ladarius to open up on that show about his past you know, being a past victim of this type of abuse is, you know, really, he was being vulnerable. And to know that you're one of your fucking friends on the team was doing this all along is just gross. I feel yeah. for him. I hope yeah. he's okay with what he was dealing with prior. And yeah, I mean, everyone on the show has just like expressed their absolute shock about what happened. The coach, multiple teammates, they're all just like, what? the hell and the show it also just won it's um the first unstructured reality emmy win for cheer 24 hours after his arrest and with that we're talking about the emmys next and now starting off with the emmys which were honestly french kiss i love them I really loved it. I think that going forward, let's please just do award shows on TV. You can see like the stars just like in their fucking homes. I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job hosting. I love that Romney posted what actually happened if they didn't win. <laughs> they didn't come up with a better solution than that. Like let's no. let's just have the Emmy here to psych them out. And then they walk away. These fucking interns are outside of their house for God knows how long with this Emmy award. Like dying in those. Bye, guys. Do you think they like knew too? Like, oh yeah, I'm just walking away with this shit. (laughs) You're not getting those. I wonder if they had like a earpiece in to be like, walk away, walk away, smile. I'd probably chase them down. Like, please just let me touch it. Just let me touch, please. (laughs) Um, we have Shit's Creek, which swept the first what seven of snaps, 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 snaps. All the black Twitter was split. But I'm just like, the reason why Black Twitter is split, split is because the people who were mad never saw Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Shit's Creek. I think it's an amazing show. I think it's written absolutely superbly. Did I want Easter Rain and Takir to win something? Of course. Of fucking course, yeah. Of course you do. Yeah, I loved seeing them all win so much because they truly deserved it i think it's a it's a great show the writing is fucking perfect the casting Catherine o'hara is the like crazy rich but like out of touch reality and i've always wanted in my life she's <laughs> extraordinary in this role she really is she has a wig closet like i'm sorry <laughs> that's everything like, to me. sis the dream the absolute dream um yeah, I'm just, I was really excited to see them all win. I felt like they all fucking deserved it. TBH. Yeah. Dan's reactions every single time just warms your heart. I think he is so precious. They're so Canadian. He apologized for winning. <laughs> How cute was that? He apologized for he winning. mentioned Issa too. And said, can I just shout out Issa Rae and the brilliant, I was like, you are so fucking Canadian right now. I can't stand it. I love it. Even Sandra O oh said it and I was like, love it. This is adorable. <laughs> Um, they won for a comedy series, 
Outstanding Comedy Supporting Actress, Supporting Actor, Directing, Writing, Lead Actor, and Lead Actress. That is the full sweep. That is the first time that has ever happened. Please, if anyone hasn't watched Schitt's Creek, what are you doing? Go watch it. It honestly brings you joy. It brings you joy. You should really get into it. Not even kidding. Like, I could have just pirated the last season, but I've held off so I could have something to look forward to on that. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's coming out October 7th. Oh my God, that's so soon. That's literally probably tomorrow at the rate that quarantine time has been going. <laughs> like, um, Regina King has won her fourth Emmy. Hello, goddess. Hello, fucking goddess. Um, for Watchmen, outstanding lead actress in a limited series. Also for Watchmen, we have Yaya. I'm so, so proud happy. of him. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. The speech he said too as well. He said... Um, it's a story about police corruption and brutality, but in the midst of it all, it is also a story about a God who came down to earth to reciprocate to a Black woman all the love that she deserved. He offered her sacrifice to support passion potential, and he did all that in the body of a Black man. And I'm so proud that I was able to walk into those shoes. So I dedicate this award to all the Black women in my life, the people who believed in me first. I call you my early investors. I love you. I appreciate you. And this one is for you. Uh, I get chills. Chills. <laughs> I'm going to start tearing up. He didn't have to go that hard, but he fucking did for us. <laughs> Where is my yaya? What the? Where is I my I literally yaya? just, I started tearing up because I was just like, one, also, you're welcome. As a Black woman, you're welcome. You're welcome. I accept this love. Wholeheartedly. I fully accepted the love from you. That was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful and so well deserved. Watchmen was one of the best things to come to television this year. And to be able to take it off. It needed, I I stand firmly that it needed to only be one season. I was fully content with that. I think it gave me everything I absolutely Mm. needed. Mm. (laughs) I wholeheartedly disagree but it's fun i mean yes i could have had another season for sure but i was i felt like content i felt like i didn't eat Uh, i felt like i went out to eat and i had a really nice dinner and i'm happy with the choices i made and now i get to go home and sleep it off like have you ever had those nights where you're just like let me just keep pushing myself let me go get insomnia cookies at 3 a.m let me go do this Mm -hmm. let me go do like Mm -hmm. i feel like it ended in a way that is open for another season. Well, Watchmen also won for Best Limited Series and it won for Writing in a Limited Series. So that just says a lot. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and then our fucking Queen Angel herself, Zendaya fucking Coleman, won for Lead Actress in a Drama. And I screamed my head off. I yelled so loud. Me and my roommates were having a pasta night and I was like refreshing the whole time so I could see who was winning and I one of my roommates was in the middle of the story and I just went ah like screamed at the top of my lungs so ecstatic for Zendaya winning I know she was so cute she couldn't I don't even think she could believe that she won either (laughs) I mean it was a very tough category this year very tough I mean I kept saying it I was like I just hope that it's just a shock and Zendaya wins. I kept saying that for like a week. I was just like, I just, I hope that that's what happens. I manifested it, me and my third eye. Ah, you guys I are did so, it. You guys are so powerful. I can't even take it anymore. Thank you. I mean, also her and her hard work did it, but like also <laughs> me and manifesting. 
Dude, I, yeah, like to go from Miss Rocky Blue from Shake It Up to this raw character, Rue, and do this show, I couldn't even believe that it was like the same actress. And I know that obviously, yeah, you grow as an actress when you get older, but she's just always had such, as for me personally, me seeing her, just like this calm, like beautiful, happy-go-lucky presence on everything that she's in. And to see her take on this character who's deeply battling like mental illness and drugs and in this setting of high school, which is fucking shitty for a lot of people. I think she did it beautifully and I can't wait for season two, even though it's not coming up till next year. And I'm very upset by it, but it's fine. It's fine. It's honestly very, very rude. <sighs> Just another thing for me to look forward to, I guess. Don't they know our time is limited here? <laughs> Are they not getting the picture? <laughs> like I just, I feel like they don't understand. Guys, I don't know how, do we have to spell it in the sky? Like, we don't have much time. <laughs> also, for her and Yaya to both win, and then they were both in The Greatest Showman, like, together, I thought was a really <laughs> full circle I didn't even put that together. Moment. I mean, and I- she's now the youngest to ever win for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama, and also only the second out of 72 years Black women to win. Um, but it, w- it was a category filled with heavy hitters. She had Jennifer Aniston, she had Olivia Coleman, Jodie Kama, Laura Lindley, and Sandra Oh. Sandra, I love Sandra Oh, that's one. Did you see her outfit? Stunting yes. on everybody? Sandra Oh is not to be fucked with, ever. She's really not. Her outfit said Black Lives Are Precious in Korean, which I just think it was dope as fuck. She's a precious human being. She's truly a precious gem. I also loved Killing Eve. So I wasn't going to be mad if either her Jody won, but also like that was for Zendaya. I'm sorry. I like it was like her a- family in the background, like the way her reaction right at the end when she's like about to fall off the seat. I'm just like, yeah, take that Jacob Ellardy. Now you're going to see her face everywhere. Everywhere. Well, he's hanging out with Kaya Gerber in Mexico. So mm-hmm. he's having a grand old time. Just stop dating your coworkers. I'm sorry. This is twice yeah. now. Please do not date your coworkers. Where it doesn't work out for out. anybody. Um, and then also, Billy Crudup kind of kind of shocked for supporting actor. <laughs> that was the biggest shock I would say of the night. And I want to know how much Apple TV paid for that. That was actually hilarious. I was really surprised. I'm not saying he wasn't good, but like to have three Succession guys in that category, which is one of my favorite shows. HBO really does it with the shows for me, but to have a category of what? It was six and half of that be from the same show. And for Billy Crudup to pull the win, he was even, he even looks surprised. Okay. He didn't even, he's like in a dark room. Like, I think he was like, oh, I'm not going to win. Let me just, yeah, you know what? Let me be a let me be a good team player. Get me in a dark room. Who can who can find me a dark room with some good Wi-Fi and get a Zoom set up for me? And then for him to win, he was like, "Oh, maybe like, I should have." You know, he didn't write anything. <laughs> no, literally nothing. And yeah, that one was kind of like, uh, e. Yeah, but then, also shout out to the people who didn't show up at all, even though you guys are all in your homes. Loved it. I support it. <laughs> it was still just a picture of their face. 
If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to podcast. Let me tell you why. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And guys, do you love money? Because you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go right ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. They no said, video action. I will not be attending. Not shit. I will not be <laughs> attending. But Succession did win um, for lead actor in a drama series. Jeremy won. Yes, he did. For um, outstanding drama series and for directing and writing, which I mm-hmm. claps all around. That show is so great. I can't wait for it to come back. The new season's going to be amazing, I'm sure. And now yeah. for our weekly recap of Love Island. Okay, guys, and another week of Love Island has gone by. There was another recoupling, which there was a lot of shakeup, which I'm here Mm -hmm. for because I love the chaos. But I think the the most shocking of the night was Connor getting up between Moira and um, Mackenzie. And he is really just reading Mackenzie to filth right in front of her, which I... (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I can confidently say that I have found somebody who listens to me and respects me and, you know, X, Y, Z. And Mackenzie's just like standing there like, hmm. Smiling slightly because she thinks it's about her. Yeah, she was fully like, oh my God, my, my mans wants me back. And then he picked her best friend and she got stuck with that Aaron guy. But then... <laughs> Earlier in the episode, we see Cher talking to Calvin and uh, trying to get her graft on after she fully denied fully his swerved. kiss. She fully swerved, swerved the hell out of him. Red lipstick. Right? I was just like, damn, bitch. That <laughs> he was knew cold. it too. It was so cold. And then for there to be a recoupling and she's like, oh my God, where is Calvin? I got to go talk to him real quick. Where's my hug? I said, girl, you fully, fully played him. Like, it wasn't like a question like, oh, should he be confused as to what's going on? You fully played him. Fully fucking played him. And for her to say, and I think we all have that, like, one person in our, like, friend group that somehow makes it to, like, social settings. And it's always like, where's my hug? And where's my hug? And you're like, who? Yeah. What? You're making me uncomfortable. And you I'm could so tell, uncomfortable. Fucking sense that. And he was like, I'm not picking her. And he picked Kirsten, which I thought that they have like good energy. Kirsten but- can't choose who she has great energy with, period. If it's not Carrington, she's very, very on the fence. Jalen goes with Cher. Mm-hmm. They're a very attractive couple. Very attractive. I also found out that like Jalen reminds me of uh and this is a weird flex, but um, uh, the guy from Blue Crush. Do you remember the hottie who would give like Kate Bosworth, who was like her ex-boyfriend? I don't know. Yes. He's very hot. And I. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, I do. It took me a little bit, but it's there. Okay. I feel you. Yeah. That was a great comparison, actually. Thank you so much. All I do is watch TV. I'm very depressed. Anyway. <laughs> Hard same. And then, yeah, everyone couples back up. Caleb is so fucking precious. 
to Justine. I can't, I cannot stand it. I can't wait till they get out of that villa and they go on a world tour, a love world tour. I love that he said, I'm flirting with the idea of thinking of us all together. I just came. Hue the tears. (laughs) I loved it so much. Yeah, the energy in the house was like a little off after that because Mackenzie was going to kill everybody. It is what it is, girl. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone told you to stop being crazy. Yeah. And the fact that you went to your ex- boyfriend if you even want to call him your boyfriend because you guys dated because he took the title back so many times we don't know maybe three days um for her to go to connor to ask about her current situation and to gain clarity i'm like girl oh you must stop you must and she ran her course she was very entertaining on the show but it, it did run its course and yeah and she and honestly she's one of those people who I think for the house was great because she was always giving great advice, but it's nothing that she could accept for herself. Yes. She was upset, but who fucking cares? I also thought the Morgan Connison did come out of like left field. I didn't hate it, but I just didn't expect it. Um, and then we have our precious angel, Justine, um, by the balcony, just really sad and in her feelings about her family, like missing them a lot. Um, a lot of people say it's just a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks there feels like forever, I bet, when you have absolutely nothing to entertain you at all. And Caleb just really takes care of her on the balcony and just reassures her and lets him know that she's a shoulder that she can cry on. And once again, it's just another precious moment that the producers give us so sporadically because they hate us. Yeah, I... Love that moment so much. And I, yeah, they need to win. And I will not win. It's rigged. If they don't win, it's rigged. Period. I say it right now on the podcast. If they don't win, it's rigged. And I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. And also about family. Sally was talking about how much she thinks her family is going to love Johnny with like our 16 brothers who are all going to beat him the fuck up. They're going to, they're going to jump in. And rightfully, they're gonna jump him, and I want the video. <laughs> rightfully so. He put Selly through hell, and we see in the later episodes that he just continues his innocent narrative. In he's the... so manipulative. He's a Gemini. Oof. Oof. Aren't they both Gemini's though? <laughs> yeah, but Gemini women—they aren't as chaotic as Gemini men. Mm. As as we can see, Selly's a goddamn yeah. angel. <laughs> She's so sweet. Speaking of the Zodiac, they have their Zodiac party. Which they didn't even talk about signs. I was fully ready to like get into it with them and just, I don't know, if anyone had their birth chart, that would have been great. But they didn't mm-hmm. even talk about it. They were just doing like weird, what was that game with the cards and like the fortune? Oh, like the fortune telling game? Yeah. And, sell- and what's her name? Mackenzie's was not good. <laughs> I know. Um, what was the card that Caleb and Justine got? What did he ask? I can't remember. Justine. Oh, are we falling in love? Ah, uh, I don't know if you guys understand that we are a Jaleb Stan account. Yeah, this is the real. pod. The podcast is now called "Talk to Us Nice," but only if it's about Jaleb. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I'll edit that later <laughs> into the title. But yeah, we see that they're playing this game. They're reading their fortunes. They're having some fun. And then Miss Ariel walks into the villa and she said, party's over. She said, four you bitches are out of this house tonight. I mean, honestly, 
you know how sometimes when it gets to this point, you're just like, oh, that's too many. We like too many of them. Easily four people could have gone home. I did not care. <laughs> no, and it I, wasn't like main people that we liked. Like it was very easily four people that snip, snip, snip from off the fat. We could have, yeah, six people could have gone home and I would have been totally fine with that. Absolutely fine. And it's so funny that like she starts off with saying America's been voting for their favorite couples and in no particular order, I'm going to read them. Connor and Moira. And I went, what? Even they looked at each other like, what the hell? But like I said, it made sense to me. I, it came out of nowhere originally. Yeah. But when I was just like, oh, okay, like I can see it. They were safe. Um, Kirsten and Calvin were safe. Jaleb, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Sally and No Neck Johnny. <laughs> Leaving <laughs> Carrington and Laurel, Jalen and Cher, and Mackenzie and Aaron. Yes. And then oh, Kirsten getting so emotional. Like, I, I can't send Carrington home. She is in love with him i can't send him home i just feel like he didn't even give her that much and she cannot let this man go no it's really fucking annoying actually it's actually very very strange it like i was like i was on her side a little bit but it's like let go and let god it also just makes me rethink like have i ever been that fucking crazy with a guy (laughs) (laughs) just being nice to me (laughs) Like, she's so crazy and emotional and, like, and him and Laurel, I didn't think that they would work, but they seem to really like each other, even though he had no idea her eye color, where she was from, Mm -hmm. anybody in her family. And she knew everything. And she knew everything. (laughs) Asked her to copy down his birth certificate and she would have gotten all the information, right? (laughs) But I feel like, I mean... Even girls, I think, are just naturally good at, like, we remember everything, and we think that guys will remember every little fucking detail about us, and they don't. eye color, though, bro. But that one, I was like, bro. (laughs) He said, dark like mine. Her eyes are green. (laughs) He was like, no, like, dark. Like, no, like, ours are the same. And then when she turns around, he's like, yeah, dark. (laughs) (laughs) She starts naming, like, his parents, his, like first grade teacher seriously the first street he grew up on (laughs) boy that was saved was carrington and the girl that was saved was laurel which of course makes sense because they're the only ones who is like actually in a genuine couple the mackenzie monster was slain mackenzie monster is no more her reign of terror has finally ended i liked mackenzie i'm not gonna pretend like i didn't she was great for tv um i do feel like there's probably a lot of edits where she probably wasn't as crazy as they made her out to be. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was hilarious that she whispers in Moira's ear, take good care of Connor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have three new guys coming in. And honestly, at first I was just like, eh, to all of them. And now I was just like, okay, to one and still eh, to two of them. I know. They were like, we're going to bring in three five seven kings right <laughs> to try to get into the mix and i don't moira she really made me laugh though where she was like these boys they see something in me and i don't know what it is i've never related to something more she honestly moira gives me the same energy as like one percent milk <laughs> do you know what i mean 
she gives me that energy of just like I here I that. am no I'm here yeah no I'm still here guys I don't know how but I did there's it there's always someone interested consistently and I don't I mean I'm not gonna say I don't get it but she just doesn't I don't know she's she a hot commodity she's one percent milk she doesn't give anything but I genuinely love that she's as surprised as we are and when I saw these guys come in, I was like, are one of them going to snitch, like, for the love of God? Like, I just don't understand. Also, I have a bone to pick with Laurel. Like, you were there firsthand. You're not chilling with the boys. You have no loyalty to Johnny. Why aren't you opening your mouth? You know exactly what went down because you were hanging out with them for fucking five days. Like, and yeah, and Mercedes would not stop talking to you about, like, everything that was happening. So she knows everything, and I'm just... It's, that's the only reason why I'm a little like mm, on Laurel, to be quite honest. Yeah. Just like you mad fake. You actually know what the fuck went down and you're choosing to stay silent. I also- Bennett asked Kirsten out on the date. He said he had his eye on her from the beginning. Um, which, you know, it was cute or whatever. But her her switch to Bennett after saying that Calvin better pick her was so swift. Yeah, she's something. I just can't, I don't really trust her emotions at all. I don't really trust her TBH. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> we'll later. We'll get into that. Uh, Sean Ferris lookalike. Do you remember that actor from Sleepover? Yes. Oh, Sally mentions that. Oh, did she really? <laughs> yeah. He looks exactly like Sean Ferris. Yes. Hot as shit. He's the only one that I was like, yeah, okay. But when they started c- comparing Benny to Johnny, I was like, no, Johnny might be a piece of shit, but Johnny's hotter. Don't even get me started. Yeah, I thought Benny was, like, attractive, but, like, if you're going to put them neck and neck, if you're going to put the necks together... Benny to wins because an- he has a longer neck, but... <laughs> you're going to have to choose no neck Johnny. And all- But here's the thing. I feel like Benny just needed a shape, a shape up, up that Johnny was never going to give him. <laughs> that was Caleb really letting his chaotic Aquarian energy take control I of his it. body. <laughs> I love and it. He could not stop fucking with him, and he was bothered which i really like perfect it was perfect i thought that i knew that benny was going to take sally out on the one-on-one date and can we just also sidebar that every time the girls went on these one-on-one dates (laughs) the rest of the girls who weren't there would go run and grab all the food i felt like i was back at work (laughs) i felt seen i felt so seen because like i can't even count on my hands the amount of times there's been an event at work and as soon as it's over what's left on this give me all that peking duck give me those bow buns yes give me uh, some some cheese cubes like you'll just take whatever the fuck you give me anything that's there i'm starving i thought that was a really cute moment i loved it and uh yeah which was fucking ruined by johnny being insecure and trying to like watch selly on her date which is Mm -hmm. like give this girl her space because Caleb pushing Johnny's buttons is my new favorite pastime. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious because yeah, Johnny just like, didn't ever pick up that Caleb was fucking with him. He never got it. (laughs) He never got the joke. He's just getting tight. (laughs) Uh, And I was like at home loving it all. Like more, more, more. I need everybody on this Johnny shit train. Yeah. Hard to say who Noah took on a date, but he didn't last very long in the house. And that's because of a, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed at CBS. Very annoyed at them. For 
A, not doing a simple Google search. If we can find it so easily, you're telling me you did no background check on this guy. So that is your fault. Yeah. So for those who don't know and didn't, you know, see Noah beyond that, it's because they pulled him for the show saying that he left on his own. But in reality, they found out about his past as a porn star. Which is, who fucking cares? Who cares? And also, if you just Google his name, it pops up right away. I saw everything. Like, honestly, whoever was in charge of that needs to be fired. Whoever the producer is that chose him and brought him in needs to be fired. They did no background check at all. It's very easy to find out. And honestly, even if they had, I don't think it's a reason to kick somebody off a show. Like At all. Especially when Caitlyn has an OnlyFans and she had one before the show. Mm-hmm. And um, Kirsten also has an OnlyFans. And apparently No Neck Johnny was also uh, in that field. So oh, I didn't even know that. But I thought that was really shitty. Like, why are you... Sex mm-hmm. shame. Why are you shaming him? Like he didn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong. He's just making trying to get his bag, like we all are. For real. But the one good thing Noah did for us before he left was snitch on Johnny after the sucker punch game. Which is my favorite game. I'm so happy they brought it to the season of Love Island USA. I'm really happy they brought it. I'm really happy that that was the last question they asked. I don't really feel like they asked anything super hard or like I felt like it was a very PG game until the last when they were like yes when will blank finally tell her what happened in Casa Amor mm-hmm. I was very very happy that Noah snitched on him <laughs> you saw Johnny's face as soon as they asked he looked right he broke the fourth wall and said really guys <laughs> he pulled we're the back. Jim Halpert yeah <laughs> we're back to this hmm. okay yeah we're going to bring this up again. And it's so true that like, besides the game, of course, Casa Moore was only being brought up by Johnny. Yeah. And it's because he was guilty for what he did. Mm-hmm. And yep, wasn't 100%. honest about it. Yeah. There was a video of the girls. It was like Faith, um, the other girl at the braids who's at Casa Moore, and somebody else. But they were saying how they had to cut out a whole section of Casa Moore of them in the hot tub. Because that's how nasty it was. So we didn't even see everything that Johnny and Mercedes did. There was like more to it. I would like to see it. <laughs> I would love to see I would it. like to see the undoctored footage. Please and thank you, CBS. Sally is just, she's so cool for like her being upset. But like, let me first, digest. let me digest this information. Let me talk to Caleb which I really appreciated because she could have just gone off Mm -hmm. and she had every right to do so. But she said, well, let me get this information. And then she went to Noah and she was like, so you saw what happened on TV. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw everything. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, when Sally came back from her date was so cringe and so hostile, hostile. And she didn't fucking do anything wrong. She got invited on a date. And she said yes, mm-hmm. like because that's the name of the game, and she and you should feel confident that that's your girl, and you showing like your extreme insecurities just show that you fucked up and you can't deal with it. Yeah, 
And even King Caleb said, homie, you're projecting. I'm paraphrasing, but that was basically it. Johnny turned into the villain we were all waiting for. And Sally's going to do what she wants because she's a big girl. But I think that, I don't know. I, I didn't like, like he wouldn't even just like shut up and just take it. Like he kept defending his wrong actions. Like he could say it as much as he wants. Like, oh, I fully take responsibility. Oh, I know I did this. But you're mad at her for being mad. That's, it's so backwards. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It was like triggering me a little bit when he was like talking to her. And he goes, well, I just need to know if somebody's going to take my girl. So what are you doing? So if you don't like him, then you need to go tell him that. And she was just like, my dude, like I just mm-hmm. got back. Like, why are you like, down my throat? And then he was like, take off your sunglasses and like, look at me. Like it was oh. very, he's very emotionally abusive. And mm. I really hope that Sally makes her, the choices that she needs to make for herself. And if she wants to work through it with him, absolutely girl, go for it. But you need to check that energy because- it's not I good. really hope that Sally's 16 brothers beat the crap out of Johnny. That's my end game for this. They have to. <laughs> Even that part where she was like, don't you see how exhausting this is for me? And he said, do you see how exhausting it is for me? Like threw it back at it. And I was like, this can't be real. Like, dude, you fucked up. And all you had to do was own up to the fuck up. Be clear, be honest, say what you fucking did. Because, yeah, you were wild out there. Like, I remember when I used to say I wanted to be Johnny's do-rag, and now I just want to be the knife that Sally needs to stab him with. <laughs> Fuck your right. do-rag. We're over it. We're over your same. And you only have one. You only have one. Same purple do-rag. Like, I have at least three bonnets. Dude, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> Step your game up. <laughs> um, now... Connor talks to Moira, saying that he just wants to be friends. She starts crying again, saying she's never going to find anyone, yada, yada, yada. And then turns her eyes to Bennett, which I'm not exactly Kirsten's biggest fan. But Kirsten stopped talking to Aaron because Moira kept going on about how like she feels this great connection with him and starts bursting out crying the moment she picks him out recoupling. Um, but now I just feel like, where, where the fuck is your girl code? Like, where are you? Non-existent. Now, now you're just all about Bennett out of nowhere. When I'm, Kirsten finally says, like, I'm actually, like, I think I feel that spark. I've been waiting for this spark. I mean, Kirsten's another problem all in herself. But give it a second, Moira. Yeah, they just came in. And, like, he chose Kirsten right away. And he said, yeah, I've been watching her from the outside. She's my, who I want to get to know. And... Moira said, I don't think so. I want to talk right now. Yeah, but <laughs> so does awkward. terribly. Does awfully. Like, I was so mad at Justine and Sally for pushing that game. That plot needed to end. I mean, yes, but also, like, I'm sure they just want to see Moira actually have a connection because Moira's just been on a fucking vacation in a love island villa since the game started but she always says that she has a connection and then all of a sudden she doesn't that's the thing is like you're just flop flop flopping just leave see i think my time here is done i don't think i'm gonna find anyone here for me bow out gracefully it's okay yes there's nothing wrong with a gracious bow out and 
I don't think she's fully had a connection with anybody. I think she got tied up with James because he was also another chaotic Gemini that she didn't really know how to control. And that was too much for her. And yeah, he was a complete dick. Mm -hmm. But then with Calvin, uh, Aaron, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Like, oh, I'm so sad that my best friend's leaving, but I'm so excited to explore this. And then that went down to the dumps less than 24 hours later. Yeah, I don't even know if it's just like she's really not con- uh, she's really not connecting with these guys or she just won't allow herself to like put her guard down and just open her heart to new possibilities. Who knows? I'm tired of watching it and we deserve more Jaleb time than having to deal with Moira crying every episode. It's Mackenzie part two. I don't want to see any more white women tears the rest of the season unless somebody did something actually to you. So then in the recoupling, the big thing that happens is that Moira picks Calvin to stay instead of Connor. And Connor FaceTimes Mackenzie and is just like, listen, I'm leaving. I really hope you want to give this another chance. And she's so excited. She brings Gus in front of the camera. And it's like, yes, of course, yada, yada, yada. But listen, if this is what he wanted his happy ending to be, who am I to complain? I've stuck in toxic things for too long. This is just his turn to experience it. She, for the first time last night, went back on Instagram. Yes. She's like, um, thank you so much for everyone watching this season. If you saw tonight's episode, then you'd know that Connor has left the villa, dot, 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 single. Gus and I have been patiently waiting for him on the outside. We cannot wait to welcome him home. We've missed him so much. I'm like, oh, God, I, I don't want to hear about them anymore. <laughs> well, the saga's over now, finally. Um, and then afterwards, Johnny pulls Sully to the side. And it's kind of like what you said with the whole Ellen thing, how Ellen came out with fake tears already. They pan the camera to him. He already has like these tears coming down his eyes. And so it makes Sully cry because she thinks he's a genuine good guy. Poor Sully. And he basically tells her that he's falling in love with her. She reciprocates. Everybody across the world rolled their eyes and felt bad. Yes, it's exhausting to watch because I literally lived through a situation like that. It's so sad. And when she, yeah, when she was having that conversation with Justine a couple episodes prior, just on uncertainty on what to do, and Justine said, well, if roles were reversed, like, what would you tell me? And she was like, I would tell you it's not worth it. It's like, girl, take your own advice. It's really not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially because you don't really know that you've known him for a couple of weeks. You don't know him that much. And so for all these red flags to already happen, it's not like they're little red flags that you can like maybe get over. These are like serious, big red flags. And I, I don't, you just get caught up in the intensity of the situation and the pressure of the house to like actually be with somebody, especially when in the beginning, like you guys just thought you were the power couple. And so for that illusion to you know, get revealed, like, you, you don't want it to, you're still going to look through everything with rose-colored glasses, no matter what. Um, so I do understand where she's coming from. I get how she's feeling. It's just the thought of her finding out everything and watching everything after, that's what actually is, like, breaking my heart and why I'm so against them, because I just know it's going to kill her. Yeah, because she's really done nothing but try to have a good time and just take this experience for 
everything I had to offer. Mm -hmm. And like she said, like looking back, I want to make sure I didn't want to make sure that I like did everything that I wanted to do. And I didn't, you know, um, put myself off from getting to know other people. And I'm like, but that's literally what you did. Like Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. literally did that. And that's because, yeah, you had Johnny in your ear telling you like, I want to be with you. I'm all in Yeah, for that to just get thrown back in your face. I don't know. I feel, I feel for her when she comes out of the villa because it's not going to be an easy journey. At all. It's just going to be people constantly writing under their pages and stuff. If they do put like pictures up together, it's just going to be a fight the whole way yeah, through. I will be one of those people. I won't, but I'll think it in my head. <laughs> um, um, and then Calvin, <laughs> Calvin tries to give it another shot with Moira. And Moira completely disregards what he's saying and starts talking about Bennett. And so he reiterates it. (laughs) And is like, yeah, well, I still stand by what I said about us. (laughs) But it's just, Calvin's been dropped just as many times as Moira. So for it to happen again with Moira... You just can't write this shit. You You just just can't. can't. You just can't. It's just good television. I actually, honestly, I felt a little bad for him at that point because I was just like, he literally just said like, I can still see us like trying and she just completely cut. Oh, but Bennett, I'm really into Bennett. Didn't care what he had to say at all. I'm like, girl, you have somebody who is wanting to get to know you and Mm -hmm. what you've been complaining about this whole season. Yeah. And you just, like, said no thanks. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and then we had the strip show. My favorite game. Love it. I love it. I love the unexpected heart rates. I could not wait for it. Um, what was... Bennett was, like, a plumber? <laughs> I was like, all right, boy. Go off. Didn't get it. Didn't get half of it. Caleb um, was scrumptious. I loved it so much he definitely got my heart rate beating yes. the fastest his and moves I, weren't the greatest but he's beautiful but he was just he was committed to the game and to his baby girl mm-hmm. um i thought johnny picking up selly that as much as i hated to fucking admit it i was like god damn it you that win so fine you win so <laughs> carrington also surprisingly did very well i, I was very fun. surprised by carrington i was like okay all right, homie. Calvin was hilarious. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to put any hate on Calvin. I'm, I'm not going to put any hate because he did the best that he could and he had fun while doing it. And that's all you yeah. can ask. That's all and you can ask. I mean, it, to make somebody laugh as hard as they were laughing, I'm like, yeah, my heart rate would have gone up too. He might. like, And he might. He might. Yeah. Win, <laughs> win the challenge, <laughs> to be quite honest. But I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I don't know. I just like, I thought the giant thing was so hot, but I'm just like, oh, did he do these moves with Mercedes? I don't know. I know. That's what I was thinking. But I also was like, God damn it. I want to get thrown. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And for the girls, Kirsten did really well. Kirsten um, was very hot. And I knew mm-hmm. that she would turn those tricks because she has an OnlyFans. She knows got to move her body. She knows mm-hmm. how to get the people wanting more. So More I blinked out. Because, yeah. Maura, I fully fucking, like, flatlined because she couldn't have come in a more, like, chill outfit. Like, I didn't think it was, like, super 
revealing or anything. It was like, yeah, you're wearing a short skirt. I don't know. She could have done so much more and she chose to not as usual. Could she have? I mean, it's really not that hard to like grind on some boys. For some people it is, Kels. Well, I don't have those people in my circle. I don't know. Because <laughs> for her, it looked difficult. She walked out like, here we go. Here I go. Yeah. Yep. Laurel didn't really excite me at all. Um, I can, it, like, Laurel's beautiful, but I don't know. It was just like, it was an okay dance. Sally killed it. Sally fucking killed it like I knew she would. Exactly. Knew that she would not disappoint. And then last but not least. Uh, you guys knew it was coming. You knew that we would save the best for fucking last. We didn't even do it, okay? The producers did it. Because anyone who would have come after Miss Lady, Miss Mommy, Justine, would have been embarrassed, okay? She put the fucking moves on. And, like, for her to, like, do the moves and get to Caleb and go, psych. And he was even like, excuse me? Wait, where's my, where's my piece? And then to rip, do a dress fucking rip off reveal, I said, bow down to the fucking queen. I bow down. That's how you fucking do it, ladies and gentlemen. It was art. Pure art. Turning tricks left and right. She was glossy. She was right. She was tight. I couldn't, I was like, I got to watch this again. I got (laughs) to. I've watched it so many times. (laughs) So many times. And then at the end when he's like, that's my baby. (laughs) I've rewatched that video too many times to count, to be quite honest. I mean, it was just good. It was good television. It was claps all around. Yes. And then, yeah, the girls are like all up there waiting to come back down. And then the music starts again. And everyone is like, oh, who else is coming? And then we see we have two new girls coming into the villa, Julia and Lakeland. Hold I her. I could hate a name more than I dislike Mora's name. And here comes Lake Erie. <laughs> I just. Lake Erie, I'm done with you. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know. And uh, I was just so underwhelmed. Um, I do think that Julia. Yeah. Yeah, I think Julia is attractive. Lakeland was very underwhelming. And did you see Johnny basically foaming at the mouth? I was like, dude, why can't you learn your fucking lesson? You just had to that Kit Kat bar. I'm over it. <laughs> Sally has finally forgiven you. Well, she's been forgiven you, but she's like, the whole situation has been dropped. So why do you feel the need to fucking do that? I don't just know. Just sit down. Don't talk don't speak smile at them from a distance like learn your goddamn lesson like what is actually your problem yeah these girls uh it'll definitely shake up the house a bit so for this week's talk that talk i wanted to piggyback off of last week's and how we said you know what you want in the bedroom and just kind of take that out and just go, what are you looking for in relationships? Especially after this week of Love Island with Johnny just kind of showing all the red flags that any girl would see or anybody would see in a relationship. So I just thought it would be a fun topic to talk about this week. And just some of your, like, what are your relationship 
don'ts? What deal are breakers. you? Yeah. What are your dear deal breakers? I've learned a lot of like what I want through having to deal with a lot of things I never thought that I would let myself deal with just because I wanted things to work out. I just know for me, I need someone who can communicate. Being terrible at communication is the biggest turnoff for me. Don't disrespect me. Don't disrespect my time. Loyalty. I've never been cheated on, but I've always said, like, I'm very much a one strike and you're out person when it comes Mm -hmm. to cheating. I've seen too many of my friends deal with like, oh, it was only one time and then it happens again over and over again. It's just a pattern. I will not deal with cheating in any, like if you agree this is an open relationship, this is an open thing, we are not fully together and all of that, that's different. Everyone has their own boundaries that they set in their relationship. If it's a clear line that you've like already made for each other, more power to Yeah. But if we're saying it's just me, it's just you, we're committed, you go to Vegas, you fuck some stripper, and I'm supposed to be chill? No. Think again. Think again. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, especially, uh, I had a relationship where communication and cheating were very high. And yeah, I like stayed. And I think that, I don't know, as women, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I just didn't know that I had like the chance to say no like you know I thought Mm. I had to work through these issues because I love them and they loved me and I wanted to make it work and it's so and if I could give myself any advice it would just be that like past Kelsey and anybody out there listening just like things don't have don't always work out and that's completely okay like as long as you gave your hardest you don't have to keep trying like you don't have to keep going at the same things because yeah like open communication is so important for any relationship you have romantic or not just to be able to be on that same page and yeah I learned a lot of lessons because I was like in a four and a half year relationship of things I never said that I would do but I was constantly like doing (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I was being a hypocrite to myself and I think that it's so important to stand up for what you believe in and just not take things like you don't have to take things that you don't like and that don't jive with you because fuck that noise (laughs) yeah you know I mean I think you're right I think as women like we tend to be extremely hard on ourselves and with dating it's no exception I feel like it's always a matter of you know women have to be perfect otherwise people understand why the man has swayed are there exceptions yes do men have to deal with a lot of shitty women of course like, yeah. I'm never saying that. I think it's also just growing up in a house that's like, it's so culture forward with, you know, my parents' African heritage. Like my mom, anytime she like hears like a man cheated, she's always wondering what the woman did. It's never like the man's fault and things like that. And I think I grew up like seeing that and I was just like, that's never happening to me. Mm-hmm. I used to make up this thing called LRA, which is like the League of Romantic Atheists. And I was the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can I join is it still active yeah sure um it is now <laughs> every time I mention it I just crack up because I was fully into it because I would just see all these relationships around me and I just like that would never be me that would never be me that would never be me and then after going through it it's just you just kind of feel foolish that you ever thought like you could be 
this steel trap and have like a spine of steel and never take any bullshit and yes you can but like there are there are exceptions there are leniencies and until you go through it yourself you can tend to be very very judgmental of what other people have to go through so it's just kind of about like taking a step back and some people's tolerance for things are better than yours and do we think that they deserve it obviously not um any hurt that comes their way you obviously see people in their life be hurt by you know things that you know that you would never tolerate but there are things that you tolerate that they would everyone has a different threshold for it absolutely yeah i think Mm -hmm. that for me most important is like a level of respect Mm -hmm. you're gonna respect the fuck out of me (laughs) Because if you don't, then there's the door. I personally had to go through a shitty situation with somebody that I thought I loved for for me to come out of it and gain all this self-love back. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, yeah, everything in the universe is happening for you and not to you. Mm -hmm. And it just gave me the confidence and the ability to just take that into like my next relationships and like, Mm -hmm not even relationships, but just like talking to guys and having like hookups and whatever the hell I want to do because it's my life and (laughs) do what I want. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to really just stand true to yourself and to know that you're fucking worth everything in the world. And someone's going to try to, and if anyone is threatening that energy, got to cut that shit out. Cut it out, Uncle Joe. And a lot of people grow in you know, the space between the relationships because of everything that they had to go through. So it's like people, a lot of people are afraid of, you know, being single and being alone, but you grow a lot after having to deal with whatever you had to deal with in the relationship, whether or not you broke up with them or they broke up with you. Um, If it wasn't right for you, there's a lot of things that you learn and grow from. And all because you want it, it doesn't mean that it's meant to be yours. You know, especially with someone who doesn't have the same love languages or, you know, higher connections that you're hoping to gain in a relationship and depth. Like if it doesn't align with yours, it's just it's not meant for you. And that's okay. You don't have to keep like fighting and struggling to make something work when if you have to fight that hard, it's it's not worth it. What are you even fighting for? We all Mm -hmm. love differently. We all show love differently. And you need to be with somebody who understands that. Like, what's your love language? I love this question. I feel like my love language changes a bit after relationships. The communication factor and all that in my last relationship made me more of a words of affirmation person. Words of affirmation and physical touch are like top two, I would say. Yeah. What about you? I would have to say that like words of affirmation... I love a fucking, I love a compliment. (laughs) I love being told that I'm great and how much somebody loves me. It feels really good. Um, And I also like uh, access service because that really. I do love access service too. If I come home and like things are done for me, take your fucking pants off. (laughs) If somebody, if I'm like, oh my God, I have so much to do and like have to clean and bullshit whatever the fuck and like if I come home and somebody's done that for me or if they've like thought about like hey this would make your life easier Mm -hmm. 
all in, all in for that. Okay, guys, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Talk To Us Nice. We loved talking to you. Please don't forget to review, subscribe, and also follow us at Talk To Us Nice podcast on Instagram. Also, once again, if you have any topics that you want us to discuss, any questions that you want us to bring us up, please email us at talktousnice at gmail.com. And yeah, five star that shit on Apple Podcasts, people. Five stars, five stars and reviews. Mm, 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 mm. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.